Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. Many people in society today battle with negativity. Some studies about human behavior talk about negativity bias. In other words, people tend to remember negative things and react more strongly to something that is negative. And many people tend to think about negative things more than positive. So this negative thinking is common, but it is against what the Bible teaches. And the Bible teaches us to think positively, and we can notice this if we look at Philippians 4. We have a few passages today, so if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out. We could look at these scriptures together. Philippians 4 and verse 8, here is the biblical instruction of how our minds should be focusing. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So those are the things that we should be putting our minds on. That's a positive mind frame. That's the way God wants us to think. That's the way God thinks. And yet there's a real struggle to do that. Why does it seem so unnatural to think about good things and positive things? Well, the Bible gives the clear answer on that as well. Notice this in Ephesians 2. This is a passage we look at fairly often, but it's so vitally important to understand, especially in our time today that we're living. Ephesians 2 and verse 2 says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Satan the devil is described here as the prince of the power of the air. What it is saying is that Satan broadcasts. He broadcasts his attitude. And Satan is relentlessly negative. He's negative all the time. And he broadcasts that negativity. And people pick up on that broadcast. They don't realize that's what's happening. And they think that that's just the normal way to think. Just be negative. And again, there's different levels of that. Some people are a little more that way than others. But in general, there is a negativity. And it comes from Satan. Notice this quote from Mystery of the Ages. This is a free book that was written by Herbert W. Armstrong. And it's at thetrumpet.com. It's free. And you can request it and have it sent to you. Or you could read it online if you'd like to. But Mr. Armstrong writes this. He says, Satan's rebel rule is not a government based upon the principle of love, of giving, of outgoing concern for the good of others, but it's based on self-centeredness, on vanity, lust and greed, on envy, jealousy, the spirit of competition, 
hatred, violence, and destruction on darkness and error instead of light and truth on ugliness instead of beauty. You know, talk about negative, right? That's the way Satan rules. That's the way he broadcasts. That's the way he thinks. It's self-centered. It's full of vanity, lust, greed, envy, jealousy, the spirit of competition, hatred, violence, destruction, darkness, and error, and ugliness. And if you look at society around us, you see more of that all of the time. It's negative. And maybe you find yourself battling against some of that. You know, do you have to battle against selfishness and vanity and lust and greed and envy and hatred and that type of thing? We do battle against that. In fact, everybody battles it to a certain extent. Some people successfully battle it. Others don't do so well. Most people don't realize why they feel that way, why they have this negativity. Uh, most people usually think it is caused by a situation or a person, or maybe they're lacking something. If they had this or they had that, it would all be fine. Uh, you know, it's easy to sort of take negativity and pin it on something and say, well, I, I feel negative because of what they did, or I feel negative because of this situation. And there probably are a few factors, I guess, that could cause us to think in a negative way. But, but ultimately, it gets back to Satan's broadcasting. He's negative. How does Satan work on human minds? Remember, we read earlier there in Ephesians 2 and verse 2 that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. So he broadcasts. He broadcasts. And Mr. Armstrong writes about this. Again, these quotes are from Mystery of the Ages. And he's talking about this, how Satan broadcasts. He says, I could never have understood this until, number one, I had understood how radio and television sounds and pictures are transmitted through the air. Now keep in mind, Mr. Armstrong saw that technology come on the scene and then used it. But once he understood how it worked and he saw it, he, he understood this passage better. Oh, broadcasting. Right? Satan broadcasts. Well, we understand broadcasting in the sense of radio or television, the internet today, I suppose. There's a way of transmitting messages, pictures, sounds. He says he wouldn't have understood how Satan could broadcast until, number one, he understood how radio and television sounds and pictures are transmitted through the air. And number two, he says, I had learned the truth about the human spirit and the human brain if your radio is set on the proper radio wavelength or television set is tuned to the proper channel, the broadcaster's message comes through clearly. He says, Satan, as prince of the power of the air, broadcasts, not in words, sounds, or pictures, but in moods, attitudes, impulses. That's how Satan broadcasts. He broadcasts that way. If a person really opens up their mind to Satan and his negativity, well, Satan will have a stronger and stronger influence. But that's how he broadcasts these, these attitudes, these moods, these impulses, which are self-centered and selfish and ultimately are negative. You know, you know how it works if you drive down the highway and every person is 
wanting to get where they want to go as quickly as possible and without interference, well, there's going to be some conflict, right? Because everybody wants what they want. They want to get to where they're going. And it, well, if you have two people trying to get to where they want to go and they get in each other's way, now there's conflict. And, and you could ask them and say, well, why are you upset? And they say, well, it's because of that person and what they did. <laughs> you know, they cut me off or whatever. And okay, that situation probably occurred, but, but what about the selfishness and the self-centeredness and the, the immediate anger and negativity towards that? Where does that come from? People think, well, that's just the way it is. Well, it's what Satan broadcasts. Satan broadcasts these attitudes, these moods, these impulses. Further, in Mystery of the Ages, Mr. Armstrong writes, For example, we read in Ezra 1 and verse 1 when King Cyrus of Persia issued a proclamation to send a colony of Jews back to Jerusalem to build the second temple. He was moved to do so because God stirred up his human spirit. In other words, put the suggestion and impulse in his mind and the king acted on it. In the same manner, Satan moves on the human spirit within people, again, you know, in their minds and their thinking, to move them in attitudes of envy, jealousy, resentment, impatience, anger, bitterness, and strife. And people, he says, have no realization of the tremendous power of Satan. The human spirit within each human is automatically tuned to Satan's wavelength. It seems as if Satan has surcharged the air over the entire earth with his attitude of self-centeredness and vanity. So people are influenced by Satan. They're influenced by him and don't even probably realize that they are being influenced by him. They don't know where it comes from. They don't think much of it. It's just the way it is as they would view it, but their minds are tuned in to Satan's broadcasting. And again, he broadcasts in these moods and these attitudes and impulses. So you have people who are influenced by Satan and they go out then and they make perverted movies, perverted TV programs, perverted web content, perverted music. Now those moods those attitudes, those impulses then are turned into words and pictures and sounds. And those are broadcast as well. And we see, unfortunately, that everywhere. Even if you try to avoid it, you probably have seen something you wish you hadn't or heard something you wish you hadn't. But it's all because of Satan broadcasting his moods and his impulses and people reacting to that and acting out because of it. And we're all susceptible to that. We all are susceptible to Satan's broadcast. We have to recognize him and say, okay, well, why am I negative? Well, why am I upset? Why do I feel this way? And instead of just looking at a situation and, you know, trying to sort that out. Uh, and again, there might be something to sort out. But remembering at the foundation of it all, Satan's broadcasting. That negativity, that way of thinking. And understand that we're impacted by that. We have to fight against it. They send out all kinds of, of uh, filth in today's society because Satan is broadcasting and people are picking up on that and responding to it and then making a lot of perverted 
content. Mr. Armstrong talks about the way Satan and, and also the demons who have followed in his rebellion, the way they think and they act. And of course, the spirit realm is very real and some people don't think much about it, but that's all the better for Satan because it's easy to influence people who don't think about you. Don't resist it. Don't fight against it. He just has his way. But there's a perverted mind at work there. And Mr. Armstrong talks about that. He says, when Lucifer allowed thoughts of vanity, jealousy, envy, lust, and greed, and then resentment and rebellion to enter and occupy his mind, something happened to his mind. His mind became perverted, distorted, twisted. His thinking became warped, and God gave him and the angels control over their own minds. They can never straighten them out, never again think rationally, honestly, rightly. And he says, I have had a a number of personal experiences with demons through a few demon-possessed people. I've cast out demons through the name of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And of course, uh, as a warning there, he was certainly empowered to do that as God's apostle. And um, that was something that, that God gave him the ability to do at times when he needed to. But he continues and says, some demons, again, the reason I'm bringing this up or we're quoting this here is because just thinking about the way Satan thinks, the way he broadcasts to people and, and the attitudes. And Mr. Armstrong here, this is the point I want to get to in this quote in particular. He's talking about the way demons think and he dealt with them. He says, some demons are silly, like spoiled children. Some are crafty, sharp, shrewd, subtle. Some are belligerent. Some are sassy. Some are sullen and morose. But all are perverted, warped, and twisted. See, that's the result of Satan's broadcasting, of that warped mind It could manifest itself in different ways, but it's certainly going to be negative. It's going to be against God. It's going to be against God's law. That's the way people often think, and they don't even know why. They don't even know where it comes from. They just think it's natural, but it's actually Satan's broadcasting. See, the more a person ingests Satan's moods and impulses and attitudes, the more their minds become open to his influence. And what we allow into our minds is very important. And again, we have a choice. We have a choice. What are we going to allow into our minds and what are we going to reject? That is up to each one of us. Notice this passage. This is a longer passage in James 4, but very important because it gives us insight into what we need to do. James 4, and we'll read verses 1 through 10. James 4, verses 1 through 10. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Where do these problems come from? Whether it be a getting upset on the highway, a squabble between two people, or an actual war between countries, where do they come from? It says, Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members, and you lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, you fight and war, Yet you have not because you ask not, and you ask and receive not because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? In other words, we can't just go along with the way the world's doing things because the world is ruled by Satan, by this prince of the power of the air. 
It says, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? But he gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud and gives grace unto the humble, to the person that will submit to him. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Here's what we need to do. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. This isn't talking about going around being negative or being sad all the time. It just means repentance and change, getting rid of the, the sins and the things that are against God's law. And then God says he'll lift you up. But again, the key point here is that we have to Resist the devil, submit unto God, and resist the devil, and he will flee. Satan doesn't have any power over us. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, have the ability to control us or control what we think unless we just give in to that. We have a choice to fight against it, but you can see the formula here. It's to draw near to God, put the things of God in our mind, and resist Satan, and he'll, he'll leave and submit yourself therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you we don't have to accept Satan's broadcasting you don't have to be negative you can fight that and change that and we all can and we have to one final quote here from mystery of the ages it says yet take courage Mr. Armstrong writes you know obviously Satan's powerful and and it is it is something to be cautious of but he says yet take courage that the awesome human potential He's talking about the opportunity for man to be born into the family of God. He says, the awesome human potential, if we care enough about it, to resist Satan's wiles and evils and discouragements and to persevere in God's way, just we read about here in James, he says, is infinitely superior. God is infinitely superior and higher than Lucifer's, and so is our opportunity. We have a chance to be more powerful than him. And God certainly is more powerful than him today and will give us all the help we need as long as, like we read there in James, we submit ourselves to God, resist Satan, he will flee from us. We don't have to accept that negative thinking. The world is negative. There's a lot of negativity out there, but we don't have to be negative if we follow the formula there in James and really submit to God and draw close to him. Satan will flee and his thinking will not impact us. If you'd like to learn more about this, Mystery of the Ages, of course, is a great book for that. There is a lot in that book, far more than what we covered on today's program. But today's topic is covered thoroughly in Mystery of the Ages as well. It's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. And until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.